The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Coach Gordon Roberts hanging in with us tonight. Hey, this is Daryl, and a whole lot of things going on in college football. One of the Heisman candidates goes down with a knee injury out for the rest of the season. Hey, and a quarterback, a quarterback is suspended for the rest of the season for PEDs. And a whole lot going on in the NFL. Andrew Luck didn't play for the second game. It's a whole lot going on in the NFL. Coach, what's happening? Coach. Uh, Andrew Luck, they've won two games without him. They might want to rethink it. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, you got to bring the franchise back, especially when you think he's healthy. And um, and, and I think maybe um, the, the Colts actually thought they could win two games without him, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, with one win on the, on the season and the Houston Texans with only one win. But when you play a 42-year-old quarterback, uh, in Hasselback, I think you're rolling the dice if you try and play him three games in a row. Yeah, he was kind of sick uh, the other night. Yeah, you just can't do the things at, at 42 that you did at 22 and 23 and 24. But he managed the game, Coach. He managed yeah. the game. Yeah, and, and Coach, I'm telling you, I mean, that's basically what these guys have to do now is is don't turn the ball over – and give us 29 attempts, 18 of 29, 213 yards, two TDs, and a quarterback rating of 92.1. You know, if, if you do that the entire season, you're going to win. You know, and yeah. don't turn the ball over. And, and especially when you got a, a heavy running attack like Frank Gore behind you, 22 rushes, 98 yards, one TD. You know, if you get some kind of numbers in a running attack and manage the game like, like he did, um, you're going to win most of the time. You know, because but, I love seeing Andre Johnson come back and spank his old team. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know he had they targeted him seven times and he caught six passes for seventy-two yards and two TDs. You know, Andre Johnson is a legend in, at the University of Miami. Um, still is a legend at the University of Miami, and um, hey, he and I know he's legendary in Houston, Texas. Uh, he he's caught more passes than any receiver uh, for the franchise. So, hey, he, they call yeah, him Hall of Fame. Hey, coach, he he'll be in the Hall, I think. And and the thing about it is, they had to be thinking, how did we let this guy go? Well, yeah, 
Uh, and, and, I, and I'm happy to see um, him with a team that that has a chance of making it to the playoffs this year. And when, yeah. when you look at Houston, when, when they're playing Brian Hoyer uh, half the game and Matt, Matt and Ryan Mallett the other half of the game, hey, come on, Coach. Uh, it's, it's really tough to say that this team is really going anywhere. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see um, – See uh, Andre Johnson with the with the contender, at least a contender, and definitely a contender um, in in their division. And coach, you know that him and Frank Gore are both just happy as you know ticks on a hound dog. Yeah, they're they're both teammates at the University of Miami, and um, and I'm sure they're good friends. Yeah, but um, the Patriots coach Tom Brady. Um, he really looked like he has it out for the entire league. I mean, he has it out for the entire NFL. You know, this this cat is 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 the real deal. You know, he's he, he's he's a step above. Um, you know, he's a cream dollar cream. Um, Tom Brady is the real deal. Uh, anything I ever said bad about you, Tom Brady? I apologize because I really think that you are the real deal, um, Coach. Came out again yesterday and just dominated the game. In the second half, I think he was 10 for 11 uh, in connections. Um, so, hey, Tom Brady is, hey, he's effective. He manages the game. He's a winner. He's a leader. This guy's a real deal. Did you forget the other adjective? Is there another? Yeah, he's a cheater. Oh, I forgot about that. No, he's, uh, that's, that goes under winner. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. it goes under winner. Yeah, because, hey, yeah, hey, hey we've, we've all done some little things to give us an advantage in the game. Maybe <laughs> maybe some of us didn't put an air stem in the ball, but we may have we may have did a leg whip. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I know I've done a few leg whips in my time and, and got away with them. Yeah. I did a few holes. Yeah, you know, so they, that's what I'm saying, Coach. You've done some things that you got away with. But Tom Brady, um... Because he's now um, under the microscope, I mean, it, to me, it's more pressure on him than it is on the average, the average quarterback, the average guy in the league, the average player in the league. Uh, it's, it's a little more pressure on him. And, um, and as a matter of fact, he, he's taken some of the pressure off of Belichick um, because it's so much directed at him. Well, Coach, the Bengals keep rolling on. Yesterday they, they squeaked by. Well, you say squeak by, Coach, but they're still undefeated. Yeah. And I mean, hey, and they, they, they beat the team that, that went to the Super Bowl last year. Didn't win it, but, but had a chance to win it. Uh, they beat the Seattle Seahawks 27-24. And uh, are we, are we going to start um, – Giving some kudos to Andy Dalton, or are we gonna still say he's a little wet behind the ears still? Well, he's got to win a playoff game first. Well, yeah, and, and, and is this the season that Marvin Lewis um, takes this team deep into the playoffs? Give us three rounds into the playoffs, Marvin Lewis. They might have the team to do it this year. They may have a coach. And, you know, and I said this before early in the season. I said I, I really think that Russell Wilson could get bit by the superstar, the, the, the movie star, 
the actress and the outside influences with him dating this um, singer, Sierra. And I really thought that that could be a, a distraction. And because he plays one of, because he plays the most important position on the field, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, I still think that that is a distraction and um, don't expect the Seahawks to, to be in the Super Bowl this year. I'll say that. I'm not going to say the playoffs, but I will say the Super Bowl because it doesn't take a lot for him to turn around and, and hand the ball off to, uh, to Marshawn Lynch. It, it just doesn't. But, Coach, another one of our undefeated teams in the league, the um, Atlanta Falcons, they beat the Redskins 25-19. In overtime. Hey, in overtime. Yeah, a win is a win. But, hey, they, they, took, the, they took the Redskins down. And, and, and are we going to see Robert? When are we going to see Robert, Coach? Well, Coach, they had a chance to win without Robert. I know, but hey, when when you look at the Redskins record, coach, hey, they 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 two and three. I'm not I'm not gonna say um, Robert would have them undefeated, but I do think they would be at least in that same range. But hey, uh, if you're gonna swap out just even for even, I don't think it makes sense to bring Robert in the game either. If you don't think he's gonna be much better than. Two or three, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, and and have we seen um, the league catch up with this guy uh, Matt Jones, a former University of Florida court, uh, running back? Uh, he started out uh, as a as a as a solid runner uh, in the NFL as a rookie, and now we see him. Um, it's just you know eleven attempts, twenty yards. You know that's that's just not enough. And Alfred Morris, who was a uh, who what we who's what we were considering to be an elite running back in the league just two years ago, eight rushes, fifteen yards. That's just not going to cut it um, in the NFL. It's just not going to cut it. And that and this kid out of Florida State, a rookie, uh, Davenport Freeman, Devonte Freeman, excuse me, Devonte yeah. Freeman, twenty-seven attempts, hundred and fifty-three yards, and his longest and his longest run was only eighteen yards, coach. And Coach, yeah. he may be the reason they're undefeated. Hey, I, I would think so because Matt Ryan had two interceptions and a quarterback rating of 36. You know, that's that's not very impressive. You know, those numbers um, are, are not impressive at all. So um, it's it's still it's 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 still it's still yet to be seen um, uh, what um, the Falcons are are going to be um, this year, but. I think we can't um, not talk about the Falcons without talking about Julio Jones. And uh, Julio Jones cooled off a little bit yesterday, Coach. They targeted him ten times. Uh, he only had five five um, receptions for sixty-seven yards. You know, these are not the numbers that um, that this young man has been putting up. He's been putting up sixty-seven yards, sixty-seven yards on one catch. Um, probably the last two games. So, what's up with that? Well, I think they had a good game plan against Atlanta completely, and uh, uh, they at during overtime they couldn't 
you know, they threw the interception for a quick a pick six, and that was the ball game. Well, you know, um, the Falcons they they still undefeated, coach, and you have to have to give them credit for that because um, that's that's a hard thing to be this time in the league, this time this time of year in the league. Yeah, uh, but well, coach, you know, we had a we had a in-state rivalry yesterday here in the state of Florida. You know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers went uh, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars went to Tampa, and uh, and they got it on. Yeah, the final score was thirty-eight to thirty-one. Tampa Bay um, and Jameis Winston came out with a victory. Yeah, he got two. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's that's a big deal for a rookie quarterback in this league, you know. And he had a quarterback rating of uh, fifty one point four, not great, but but not not bad, you know. And Blake Bortles, um, twenty three of thirty twenty three of thirty three for three hundred and three yards, four TDs, one interception, and a QBR of eighty six point two. I really think that uh, that Bortles is 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 coming around. Yeah, coach, I think he's coming on. Yeah, I I really think he's coming around, coach. Uh, and, and you know, and Alan Hearns, an uh, uh, undrafted second year player from University of Miami, five receptions, 116 yards, one TD, and he only had six targets. So, oh, that's those are some impressive numbers for an undrafted um, second year player. And uh, and I'm sure if Jacksonville's smart, they're going to be trying to get him uh, a serious contract uh, in the next year. Or so, yeah, yeah, because he's, he's I, w- I would hope, yeah, because he's definitely one of the best receivers on that team. Yeah, yeah. Only, I don't think there's anybody in his league. Yeah, uh, on that team, <clears throat> and the Yeltsin kid seems to be getting better every week. He does. He, he does. I, I have T.J. Yeldon on, on my fantasy team, Coach. Uh, he is getting better. Yeah. And, and um, you know, um, the, the Buccaneers, when we look at the Buccaneers, they, they still have some, some, um, some worthy opponents coming up on their schedule. You know, they play the Redskins, Falcons, and the Giants in the next three, uh, three weeks. You know, and... Um, and we we've seen that the Redskins do have a a formidable defense, and so um, that that's that's going to be a tough opponent um, uh, for the for um, Jameis Winston. And we all know that Tom Coughlin is is going to be bringing some heat um, when he plays a rookie quarterback. And coach, you know they're in first place in their division. Everybody always says Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning are done. You turn around and look, and they're three and two, and everybody else in that league is two and three. And and then we stop talking about um, Eli Manning's job and Tom Coughlin being fired. You know, we we stop talking about those things, and we and so we soon forget that that this team lost um, two ten point leads back to back, and and they lost the game. Um, you know, we don't we don't talk about that as long as they win. And, and last night's game against the 49ers was not a, a pretty win. 
but it was a win, coach. Right. You know, and um, and we as soon as you think that the Giants uh, has a game, have the game totally under control, they do something silly like Eli Manning throws an interception in the end zone in the third quarter, and um, those kind of things. Just you know, but some kind of way he has he has a way to to turn it around, and he never seems to get flustered, and uh, he keeps his cool, and and uh, he comes through. You know. Uh, 41 of 54 attempts, uh, 441 yards, three TDs, one interception, and a QBR of 90.6. You know, and 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 coach, I've been I've been uh, on this kid Kaepernick's back for a while, but uh, he really looked good last night. Um, I mean, I that's the best I've seen him play. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And he he looked good. I actually, watched. Looked like you could see the field better. Yeah, hey, he he really looked good, and I think what I, from what I saw, um, he didn't really go. He didn't have to go to the second um, second level on a lot of cases because when you go when you go five wise and and no backs, somebody's got to be open from the snap. And if you if you read it right, you can you can figure it out. So um, I really I think Kaepernick um, had a pretty good pretty good game last night. I really hope that he could build on that. I I, I hope he can. Yeah. Well, Cardinals were the best one in that division, and they they got back to their winning ways. <clears throat> but coach, I tell you what, the best rookie in the league right now is uh, that curly kid at the Rams. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He 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 possibly could be the um, the best rookie um, coach, and the kid only has two games on his belt. Both of them over 140 yards each. Yeah, but hey, he's playing for the Rams too, coach. And and and, and nothing nothing against the Rams, but um, I'm just not so so sure they have enough. You know what what it, what is keeping the Rams from being an explosive team and winning games? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, their kicker missed three field goals last night, or it'll put them a little closer to being in the game. Yeah, and then when you play um, the best quarterback in the game, um, that man, Aaron Rodgers, hey, you, you, you. Sometimes he don't beat you with his arm. Sometimes he beats you with his mind. Sometimes he beats you with his leadership. You know, this guy is just a winner, coach. And uh, hey. He's been the MVP in this league. He's won Super Bowls in this league. Aaron Rodgers is the real deal. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UN. You know, Coach, yesterday the, um, the Arizona Cardinals went to Detroit and beat the Lions 42-17. Is Coach Jim Caldwell's job on the line? He's 0-5. Coach, you can't, you can't lose a lot of games in the NFL and not think your game is not going to pass you by because, uh, you know, an 0-5 team I don't think has ever made the playoffs. And everybody thought after they went 11-5 and last year, they were going to be real good this year, and it hadn't turned out that way. Well, so because of his record last year, does he get a pass this year? At first, I thought they would, re, you know, when they were like 0-2 and 0-3, I thought maybe he would. But, Coach, when you go 0-5 in this league, you're not long for the league. Yeah, and I, I, I would agree with that. And um, Because nobody comes out to see a team that's losing like that. And the town doesn't support them. The city doesn't support them. The state doesn't support them. You know, they, people don't buy as many hats and T-shirts, you know, and key rings. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, a, it's not a good thing. So his, his days may be numbered. You know, I'm not so sure. And some guys, we talked about this before, Coach, you know, some guys are just better off coordinators. They're not good coaches. And maybe he's one of those guys. You know, I, yeah. I'm not sure. You know, when he replaced uh, Tony Dungy at Indianapolis, he had one good year or maybe two, and then he was gone because, you know, uh, when Manning left, was out that season, uh, they were terrible, and uh, you looked up, and uh, they let him go. Hey, you're right. So are, are we going to see the same thing here in, in Detroit? 
Oh, Maybe. Uh, are we going to see him back next year? Or if he goes, um, you know, 2-14, and 14, are they going to have him back? I- I'm not so sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not so sure, Coach. I I, I don't think they can handle uh, such a losing season. I just don't think this franchise can go from, like you say, uh, eleven and five last year to just such a drop off. And um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I was. Offer uh, Calvin Johnson going to say, you know, uh, I'm ready to go somewhere else. As long as the money's good in Detroit. Yeah, you know, and, and then you know you, we 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 look at players like um, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, we said the same thing about him. You know, how long is Larry Fitzgerald going to hang around Arizona? You know, they're not winning. You know, they've turned it around. They're winning now, and uh, and but even when they were losing, they were they were playing Larry Fitzgerald. You yeah, know, and 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 that's why Larry Larry John, that's why um, Calvin Johnson is going to be in Detroit because. Even if the franchise doesn't have anything, they're going to have him. You know, they're going to pay him to stay there. Yeah. That's just how it yeah. works. If they're losing, what else's team, what else are they going to come and see? Yeah. Even when he's not playing well, they come to see him. So he's Megatron. We gave him that name. Yeah. But, Coach, let's go to college football. All right. it, is, it is a whole lot going on in college football. I mean, from the Florida Gators coach, uh, quarterback being suspended for the entire season, to Steve Sarkeesian uh, being fired just today, hours ago. You know, right. it, it, it's, it's just, it, it's almost a lot to take in. Coach, the thing about it is, the guy at uh, <clears throat> Southern Cal, Steve Sarkeesian, yeah, Pete Carroll says that uh, he's pulling for him because he was on his staff when he was there. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I remember that. Now, Sarkeesian, he's the same guy that came out um, after he had a had a, a cussing tirade and a drunken spill at a, an alumni function where he spoke. And he came out and said he was on alcohol and pills and that's the reason he said what he said, painkillers or pills or whatever. Now, now we're hearing that, you know, his problems could be a little bit deeper than just what he was talking about on the, on the podium that night. It could be he has a problem with alcohol because just um, two days ago, um, they asked him to take a leave of absence, not fired. They asked him to take a leave of absence. That was what Saturday, right? And then Pat Pat Hayden came out and fired him on Monday. And Pat Hayden came out after he after they gave him a leave of absence, supporting him, right? Hey, he and you know and 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 then here it is Monday, uh, and now the word on the word is is that he missed a meeting today with them. He was supposed to meet with them today and go over some things, and he 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 was late for the meeting, so they fired him. Now, I don't know if that's true, or maybe they just did a little digging a little deeper and found out that, hey, man, this guy has some issues going on here. You know, he got six, he got six prescriptions and, and no doctor. Come on. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yo, come on, Sakeezy. What you doing, man? You know, you got all these all these prescriptions and, 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 and no doctor? Come on. It's it's crazy. So I coach, I really think that uh his situation is um it's pretty deep and uh and it's and it's and it's gonna get get worse before it gets better. Um and, and maybe that's why USC is doing what they're doing now. Um just to cut this off. Let's get rid of it. Let's don't have to deal with this anymore, and let's move on. You know, and um, and, and let's wish Sarkeesian well. Uh, I think he's uh, I think he's going to find another job as a coordinator. And we've talked about this before. Some guys just not cut out to be uh, be coach, be head coaches. And he was one of those guys. You know, he's he's one of those guys. Yeah. And the thing about it is, undoubtedly, uh, later today he tracked into a rehab center. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Now, um, well, eh, maybe maybe he's doing that as a part of his deal to get the rest of his money from USC. Could be. You know, I don't know. You just you just never know. But um, I, w- I wish him well. And I and uh, you know, you hear people tell these horrifying stories about um about um uh, having having to recover from um from injuries and surgeries. And they get um, they get so used to these pills that it's the, the, this lady was telling me. Say one of my friends, she was saying it was one of the hardest things she's ever had to do in her whole life. She said she didn't think she was going to be able to do it. You know, she had uh, had uh, had a knee replacement, and uh, she was telling me that it was just incredible. And so, and and when you see people volunteering to take these things without injuries or or, or sickness, ah. Uh, well, Man. Coach, the other thing is the Gator quarterback, Will Greer, he tested positive for performance-enhancing substance, and uh, how is that going to affect the Gators? Hey, I, I think it. I think it is going to affect the Gators, and um, you know, I've, I've I've watched the Gators. They're they're one of the teams here in the state of Florida. And my wife is also an alumnus of the University of Florida, so sometimes I don't have a choice because she likes to watch football too. But anyway, um, I've been watching this kid, and uh, since the uh, the other kid, Trayon Harris, was suspended a while back, and they didn't necessarily give him the job. And then last week, coach the coach came out and said, "Hey, we're still not giving him the job, even though he played very well as a starter for the last two games." With no interruptions from Trayon uh, Trayon Harris, he played the entire game, and I was saying to myself, "Man, this kid is sharp. He looks really good. I mean, he looks like a veteran. He doesn't look like a kid that was in high school last year." And and coach, I don't know if that was a PEDs coach, but hey, the kid has looked really good the last two games. And last three games made him look like they might have a chance to do something. But they're going to Tiger Stadium. Without him, I think they're in trouble. Well, um, I, I I think it's going to be a lot more difficult, and I think this is a, a real blow to the locker room when uh, when you lose a player like this because now uh, everybody's looking at you guys. They're not just looking at him. They're looking at your whole locker room. And I think this is a blow to the locker room, and I think this could be a setback. You know, I, I but I think that um, – I really think that that this is going to be a a, a real test for LSU 
more than it's going to be a test for um, for the Gators because LSU coach they can't throw the ball. They cannot pass the ball. And when and when you going up a going up against a defense coordinator with the experience that Randy Shannon has and the ex, and the disposal of all that talent he has in Gainesville, I can almost guarantee he's going to load up the box and make this kid throw the ball and beat them passing the ball. It's not going to surprise me to see the Gators um, take down uh, LSU um, without um, um, their starting quarterback, Greer. Well, it's going to be interesting because I think think the Tigers have – have worked on their passing game a little bit. And the Harris kid, um, I don't think he's as good as this Greer kid. Oh, no, I don't think he's as good as the Greer either. But I think when we start talking about managing the game, I think uh, that kid Harris can manage the game well enough to um, to beat LSU. Because I just, I don't, as much as we've seen this kid um, um, uh, Forsett run that ball, run the ball against everybody he's he's going up against, I just don't see him being able to do that against the uh, Florida Gators. Just don't see it, and I could be uh, wrong, Coach. I think I think LSU will will pound the ball at them, and we'll see how they do depth wise, and if they can hang in. Because LSU quarterback has shown improvement every week. And he's and it's been easy for him because uh, the running game has been so supportive. But uh, it'll be if they if they pack everybody in the box to stop the running back, uh, I think the kid from LSU will be able to complete some balls. Well, uh, uh, LSU's passing attack is uh, ranked a hundred and twenty something. You know, they just not they're just not effective um um, throwing the ball, and and uh, when we look at um, when we look at what this kid um, Fournette does with rushing the ball, coach, you know, hey, he, he's he, he's a beast, you know, and, and at the same, he's got a thousand yards. Yeah, already has over a thousand yards, and and then the um, um, Darius Gers. This kid ran 16 rushes for 161 yards on South Carolina, and you know, and and, and LSU Tigers beat the um, uh, South Carolina Gamecocks uh, 45-24. Coach, are we seeing the um, the demise, or the, not not the demise, but are we seeing the the final days of Coach Spurrier in college football? Might be, Coach, because what are they now? Like, are they like two and four? They're two and four, zero and four in the conference. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think um, it might be time for the old football coach to hang it up. Well, you know, uh, some people are calling for him to step down, and um, and you know, because they it's hurting recruiting now. I think you know, because he's going to step down someday soon. You know, he can't he can't coach for another ten years, so he's going to step down soon. And our guys going to want to come to play for him or do they want to come and play for the university or how, how does it work? 
you know, who, so I think it could be a little bit of interference there. And I think pretty soon that, um, he's going to be asked to, to step down and it could well, be this year. Maybe yeah. not step down, but Hey, yeah, step down. Yeah. And if he wants to continue to work, he can be an ambassador to the university. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Coach Snellenberger is at FAU. He's an ambassador to the university. Yeah. So, hey. And Steve, yeah, he, he, he got it made. And you know good and well he's got money. Huh. I think he's broke. I really think he's broke, Coach. Didn't you hear about all that money he spent on, 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 on um, you know, they say he be making it rain all the time, Steve Spurrier? <laughs> yeah, they say he be all down in Miami, man, at the Queen of Diamonds making it rain. All the time making it rain. And yeah, hey, it's some little strip club they say they see him over in Jacksonville making it rain. So, Coach, Steve ain't got no money. He ain't got <laughs> no money. <laughs> Let me stop lying on Coach Spurrier. I'm sure his net worth is something ridiculous. But, Coach, you know, huh? Let's, when we talk about the number one team in the nation, the Ohio State Buckeyes, they are the number one team in the nation. Yeah, Coach, and they still haven't played anybody. Now, if they beat Michigan State in Michigan, then I'll believe that they're the number one team in the nation. I don't think that's going to happen. I think one of those Michigan teams are going to get them. Well, coach, um, let's 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 get this straight. Uh, Steve Spurs' net worth is uh, fifteen million dollars, and um, I was lying about the strippers and the strip clubs too. Yeah, <laughs> but coach, you know, and and you're right. And and this Ohio State team, they they they're beating Maryland. You know, but that. This doesn't look like the team that won a national championship last year. You know, I don't um, think. No, it doesn't. And, and and you wonder, did this kid Cordell um, Cordell Jones, did he make the right decision going back to college? I think he did. I, I really think he did. I, I think he's showing us now that he, he needed a little more time to, um, to better his skills in college. But Ohio State, they're still playing two quarterbacks, but they're playing two good quarterbacks too. Let's, let's don't get it twisted, you know. And this kid Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he's he's a serious running back. Probably going to be a Heisman candidate. Twenty-one uh, rushes, one hundred and six yards, two TDs. You know, um, Urban Meyer, he doesn't have the same team he had last year, but I do think he has a um, he he has a good team. I, I really do. Well, coach, here's the deal. He gets to the end of the season when he plays Michigan State in Michigan. He loses to one of them. Does that drop him out of the top four? I, I think it does. I think it does drop him out of the top four because they really haven't played that well this entire season. But at the same time, Coach, I, I look at the whole scope of college football, and I just don't see a real dominant team. I don't see a lot of dominant play in this year of college football. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports... 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, Coach, we were talking about Ohio State holding on to the number one spot in the AP poll and the coaches poll. Well, uh, Baylor University has a number two spot in the AP poll and the coaches poll. Um, I, I really think that this Baylor team, I think they're 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 for real. I, 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 I really think they're for real. You know, uh, when you look when when you look at the um, the teams that Baylor they have to play. You know, they really they haven't really played very many dominant teams. They played SMU, uh, uh, Rice, uh, Texas Tech, uh, Kansas University. Uh, this week they play uh, West Virginia. Uh, they play uh, Oklahoma later on in the season. Oklahoma State. Uh, they play TCU. So that'll be a that'll be a big matchup when they play TCU. Yeah, Baylor TCU is gonna knock one of them out of the top ten. If they're both undefeated and, and can hold on to where they're at now. And TCU is the number three team in the nation right now on both polls, the coaches poll and the AP poll. And, Coach, did uh, Charlie Strong uh, save his job this weekend by beating Oklahoma? Because Texas you know, was like 24-point underdogs, and they beat Oklahoma. And so I'm thinking maybe that will give uh, – Charlie Strong a leg up, and he has a chance to uh, uh, keep his job this year. 
because I am a Charlie Strong fan, and I'd like to see him have another year, give him a chance to get his program established. Because Texas is a pretty tough, pretty tough gig. And we were talking off the air about Clemson, Coach. Clemson might be ready for a run. When Clemson plays Florida State, I think that'll be a deciding factor of one of those two guys uh, being in the top four. And then, you know, you know how I feel about LSU. Uh, If LSU beats Florida this week, they've got a pretty easy game the next week. So if they go in 7-0 and the end of the season, uh, I think they could – they could possibly be Southeastern Conference champions, and if they are, they could easily get a shot at uh, being in the top four and playing for it, you know, playing for it all. And, you know, you've got some teams down there. You know, Florida State, Coach, when you think about it, Florida State has only lost one game in the last two and a half years. Coach, you and... The, uh, the coaches poll feel the same way about Utah. You know, I mean, you just don't even talk about Utah. And they're the number four team in the AP poll. But in the coaches poll, in your coach, they're the number seven team. And they have uh, Michigan State at number four, LSU at number five, and um, Clemson at number six. And here it is, Utah at number seven. Well, um, the AP poll, Coach, they got Utah at four, Clemson at five, LSU at six, and Michigan State at seven. I just don't understand how we could have such discrepancy with with Michigan State at seven in one poll and four in the other poll. That's that's a big that's a big leap. And, and I guess you could say the same thing about Utah, four in one poll and seven in the other poll. But, Coach, at least Michigan State plays some people. Utah didn't play anybody, though. I I I would agree with you, Coach. I agree with you. I agree, and I and I'm a coach, and I I would agree with the coach's poll. And I think Utah will be one of those teams, like we see every year, undefeated and crying and screaming. We can only play the teams we have on our schedule. Well, put tougher opponents on your schedule. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean. You know, LSU has beat Syracuse when they were undefeated. They beat Mississippi State when Mississippi State uh, was undefeated. Uh, uh, this past week, they beat a South Carolina team that's not real well. But when they beat Auburn, Auburn uh, only, you know, was undefeated. So, you know, here's the thing, Coach. The Southeastern Conference, you look in the top ten, LSU's the only one in there. And... Uh, and that's just been a real unusual year for the Southeastern Conference. But, uh, you know, the Georgia team lost this week to a, a, a scrappy group of Tennessee players who finally look like they've gotten over the hump. And maybe Butch Johnson keeps his job at Tennessee if he can continue to win like this. Uh, uh, I think if Butch Johnson wins – four more games, and I can see him doing that. Uh, he wins four more games. Uh, he'll go to a nice bowl and get another year. Uh, his program may turn the corner. I, I would agree with you, Coach. I think um, he has a chance to get his team to turn the corner. On the other hand, um, Georgia Bulldogs lost Nick, lost Nick Chubb, their number one running back and Heisman candidate. Um, this team 
if they win four more games and go to a bowl game, is that going to be enough to save Mark Rick's job? I don't know, Coach. Mark has kind of been flirting with the death thing. You know, here's the deal, Coach, and you and I know it because of where we live. But if Mark Rick wins eight games, but he beats Florida in Jacksonville, I say he keeps his job. He ends up being eight and three, eight and four, and beats Florida. He keeps his job. Especially if the Gators come in undefeated and ranked high. Yeah. Well, I yeah, think I think, that, I think I think the, the you know I think the Tigers will get them, but I think Florida could go into that game against Georgia like five and one or six and one, whichever it would be, and still ranked in the top twenty-five, and then. If Georgia knocks them off, then that that'll that'll settle the the state line thing, and uh, maybe Mark Rick will get another year. But his his tenure's got to be getting kind of spicy, Coach, because they they always seem to be in the hunt, and then all of a sudden they're not. I, I would have to agree with you, Coach, and um, you know, and and but. When we do look at the Gators now, the Gators moved up this week. Um, they beat Missouri. Um, they're still undefeated. Um, they're 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 six and zero, and they're ranked number they're ranked ten. Uh, Treon Harris comes back this week. They play LSU. Uh, they have an open date, and then they play Georgia, and they still have Florida State on the schedule. So the Gators have a, have an uphill battle, um, but. Um, hey, they're undefeated right now. Um, but and when we look at Florida State, coach, you know, a team that beat my Hurricanes over the weekend. What what is this Florida State team um, without their running attack? Because I don't I don't see um, uh, I don't I don't see anything besides this kid Delvin Cook. I mean, he's he's a heck of a running back, but we we're still trying to see the kid from Notre Dame. Uh, make a difference, and I just uh, haven't seen him really make a difference yet. And the thing about it is with Florida State, Coach, I still got to say this. You can just say all you want. The bottom line is they've lost one game in two and a half years. Now, we yeah. won the national championship two years ago. They played for – they were in the top four last year and got sat down. But that's the only game they've lost in two and yeah. a half years. Yeah, and and it makes you wonder what kind of conspiracy is going on when when this Florida State team is ranked eight, eight in the coaches poll they're ranked number they ranked number eight, and in the in the in the AP bowl poll they're ranked um, number eleven, and, and it makes you wonder you know why why are, are they really saying that Clemson is better than this team? Um, they're saying that Texas a and Texas A&M, and TCU, all of these teams are better than this team that's only lost one game in the last two and a half years. Come on, Coach. Uh, and, Coach, you know as I well as I do that once you get those kids thinking, those kids that are on Florida State, they think 99% of the time when they go on the field, they're going to win. And that's half the battle for you as a coach. And so uh, if they run the slate all the way to the Florida game and beat Florida, 
Will they be again in the mix for the national championship? I don't know. And and I guess, you know, it makes you wonder, why do we have a team like Utah up there? Because if Florida State runs, runs the table and Utah runs the table, Florida State's going to be ahead of them. Well, I don't know. I'm telling you that they're, they're going to be ahead of Utah if they, if they run the table. Because, they, well, for one thing, they, they will have beaten Clemson, and uh, I, I know they're going to move up. But I, I just think it's, it's, it's some kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know, conspiracy here. I'm looking at a little conspiracy here, Coach. Florida State, number 11 in the AP poll, and, the, and they're undefeated. And, and, and we all know that as the season goes on, unless you're a Utah team that really doesn't play anybody, uh, most of these teams are going to be playing some, some, some serious competition. Like, hey, Ohio State, they're going to have to come up against Michigan. Um, LSU, they got to play the Gators, and, and they're going to um, – and, 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 and Alabama, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And they play but, Arkansas and Texas A&M and Ole Miss. You know, right. come on. That's, 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 that's a competitive schedule that you have there, Coach. Yep. And and what you see is none of these Southeastern Conference teams, you know, many of them have dropped down because they've lost to each other. I mean, Georgia now has two losses. Uh, Florida doesn't, but um, uh, Texas A&M doesn't. But, you know, I, yeah, I think Texas A&M is better than Baylor and TCU, to be honest. I, I would I would agree with you, but coach, you know we're coming to the end of the show, and um, I guess you just can't in can't talk about college football without saying something about the Mich- Michigan Wolverines and the effect of um, of Harbaugh and the effect of this Jim Harbaugh um, at Michigan. You know he's a Michigan grad, he's a Michigan man, and uh, he and. Um, I remember Bo Schembechler, he, he wanted a Michigan man in the job. And Harbaugh is a Michigan guy. Um, I, I think he's a, a, he is a leader of men. You know, we talk about some guys that are good coordinators. No, this guy, he's a good coach. He's a good leader. And um, he's a good motivator. And, and, and he's a, he, he appears to be a simple man. And that makes it even, even easier to, to like somebody like this guy. And the coach, the thing about it is, look the great job he did at Stanford. Best Stanford's looked in years. And, you know, they can say all they want, 49ers. The 49ers weren't looking like they're looking now when he was the head coach. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and coach, um, he leaves a winning trail um, everywhere he goes. I'm, I'm just telling you that's, that's the kind of guy he is. And, um, and, and Michigan, um, they're very fortunate to have him. Um, I think um, I think he's going to do a wonderful job there, and um, I, I just think he's he's he's, he's going going to change some things, and, and teams better watch out. I mean, hey, Pat team better watch out. And I'll tell you something else, Coach. If he beats either Michigan State or Ohio State, one or the other, he's going to be no. He that'll really set that program on fire again. Yeah. He'll be the Michigan of old. 
You know, Coach, when my son played at Jacksonville University, I saw Harbaugh coaching at the University of San Diego in Jacksonville, Florida. That was his first college coaching job. Then he went on to coach at Stanford. Then he went on to coach for the San Francisco 49ers. And now he's back in college football, Coach. So, hey, I, I, I expect some big things for Coach Harbaugh, and I expect Michigan um, to keep this blaze uh, rolling and have a great season. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then. 